Hi guys. Hi everyone. Hi Brad. Hi Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're a big. I know. So full disclosure here, uh, this is our third recording attempt, <laughs> attempt to uh, do this recording because um, I was in a stupor where I just not a drunk stupor, but just totally tired and I forgot to push record last week. So this is our third attempt at doing this. So Ooh. welcome to Scarea. This is episode 10. Dun, dun, dun. Actually, and, I'm quite excited about that. Yep. And um, happy new year. Happy new year. That's right. It is officially 2019 as we are recording this. So hopefully a good thing. So this time I actually remembered to uh, push record so I, I can actually see the track numbers going by right now. That's so. awesome. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. at least that is going well for me today. That is... That is. <laughs> Always a bonus. Yeah. So, yeah. So, welcome. We kind of have a different but special episode today a little bit. Mm -hmm. I guess it's not that special. It's just a little different. It's different. Again, I'm going I'm going cross-border. I didn't really go... I did with AJH Holmes. I kind of did this cross-border yeah. Canadian connection. This one is just a totally... Some little bit of a Canadian connection, but not too much. And yours is... super Canadian, so... Yeah. Hers is super Canadian. It's pretty cool. I like how it's it's, it's actually just regular Canadian. I don't know why. I know. There's no mooses in it or anything, so it's not super Canadian. I know. I was trying to remember the sound a moose makes. It makes this very gruntle kind of sound. I've never actually heard a moose in her It's like a before. fox. Have you ever heard a fox scream? Oh, it's terrifying. Is it? Yeah. Next time, I should find a recording the next time the kids start seeing what does a fox say, just play that and terrify yeah, them. Yeah, it is actually, it's, it's actually it uh, pretty terrifying. So if you guys have never heard... A fox cry, do yourself a solid, go onto YouTube and check it out because it is, it's a weird sound. I won't do that for the children then no. I don't want to get fired. Yeah, so episode 10, um, like I said, New Year. I am probably just really delirious because we just both finished work. Yeah. And as you guys know, the first day after the New Year is quite it's exhausting. A, yeah. It's a rough day for everyone. And not only that, I also just started... Apparently, I forgot the words and how to speak. Uh, Cakeboxing. Yeah. No. no. Um, I started my diet, got that weird 30-day challenge. Oh, gosh. So I'm on this 30-day challenge of no caffeine, no dairy, no wheat, no sugar, no alcohol. It's basically a 30-day challenge of how long can you go without killing somebody. I think that's it should be fair. called. Yeah, that's not. I'm not even attempting that. And, I'm gonna be and again, if you guys work in the education system, you know, most teachers rely on either coffee, caffeine. coffee or caffeine, an alcoholic beverage, one in the morning, one at night. I can't have either for 30 days. So day one, people. Day one. So check back on me on Friday. We really need to have like a reaction cam, I think, for my face because I don't know how you're going to do that. I'm just like, Whoa. if you see my face, I look like I'm probably going to die. <laughs> I'm so tired. So it's okay. Moving on and forward. I'm a. Uh, Trying this new method. So let's see. It's a 30-day challenge. I'm having an accountability group. So good luck. Good you, luck. If anyone could do it, it's you. <laughs> if you guys know. But me. also, too, if you know me, I have no willpower when it comes to food. Put a bag of potato chips in front of me. I will destroy them. Nice. In two seconds. And they put, like, ruffle chips with, like, a hell of a good dip. Like, a nice good dip. Mm -hmm. I know. You don't like I don't sour cream. Like I know. So, oh. But I have, for some reason, ruffly chips, they always seem to taste better than the flat ones. I don't know why. It's because they're fancier. Maybe. I just like to you be just a like, bougie with You like bougie chips. I like bougie <laughs> You like bougie chips. Not kale bougie. But no, bougie potato. Bougie potato. 
No, that kale bougie is my style right now. Apparently, I can't have the bougie potato chips. I gotta have bougie kale chips. So That's so funny. So I am going to be covering the Andrew Jackson Hotel in New Orleans. So those who follow us on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure I posted some, but I, I think post, you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I posted some pictures of New Orleans. We were there just last month. My husband and I for my birthday. We had an amazing time. Awesome. Amazing time. The food and the culture and just the history of everything. And just, I fell in love with it. Like I said, it's just such a beautiful city. I just fell in love with it. The people are super nice. And it just, I can't get over just the music. It just, it's like music oozes from the streets there. Uh-huh. Like every corner you go to, there's different live bands playing. Awesome. Which is amazing to see. So yeah, we had such a good time. So we mm-hmm. actually stayed at the Andrew Jackson Hotel. The reason why we chose the Andrew Jackson's, obviously... Being a historical haunted podcast, any place I go to, anywhere around the world, I try to stay at historical places. And if I found out it's a historical haunted place, yeah, no, I'm going to be there. <laughs> My butt is going to be there, and I fair. will be spending the weekend or a night if I can. That is awesome. And I am going to be talking about the infamous Will No Vampires. So if you guys see the connection there, New Orleans, vampires, because New Orleans has a well-known vampire culture there. They did. I actually found, where was my trippy, okay. I found, I found this, like, awesome, like, six degrees of Kevin Bacon and vampirism and rice. That's right. But now I'm reading it. I'm like, wow, I must have been tired because it's really not that interesting. (laughs) It was like Kevin Bacon. Anne Rice is kind of like the queen of vampires, which inspired Twilight. And Twilight fan fiction inspired Fifty Shades of Grey, which is not that shocking if you ever read Exit to Eden, which is back to Anne Rice. So that was my little loop. Uh, it was much more revolutionary when I was been, Maybe no Kevin Bacon walked by Anne Rice's house, maybe? He's picked up her book and read it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's one of the celebrity vampires. It's Keanu Reeves and uh, the guy from National Treasure who loves Elvis. What's his name? Oh, uh, Nicholas Cage. That's and I one. actually went to his house. Well, it was his former house. I actually went to the tomb that he bought, but it got her clothes on him because oh, no. he went bankrupt. Oh, Sad story. Sorry about that. So, um, Wilno Vampires. I Some people have heard of them. Some people haven't. Wilno is a small town up near Ottawa. If you guys are familiar with the famous Canadian young adult author, Eric Wilson, he did Ottawa Vampires and a bunch of other great Canadian books. I'm going to put a link up. It's pretty awesome. But basically, Wilno is known for having vampires. Hmm. Are they sexy? I... Ooh. Or I, I'm just picturing them more like in a... Buffalo plaid. I, I think they'd probably be less glitter and more buffalo plaid. <gasps> oh my gosh, you know what they can be? Like, you know those, like, the but sexy like, lumberjack guys. Well, the, most of the information from this came from the 1970s, so I'm picturing, like, mutton chops, oh. like, Flight of the Concord, which is yes. the 70s vibe. But basically, in the late 1960s, an American researcher came up to Wilno and interviewed 15 people who claimed that vampires were living in Wilno. Now... I think basically it's just the town people messing with them. But because of the background and the culture, you could see how people kind of got that idea. But I'll talk a bit more about that after. Basically, there's two copies of the report that ended up um, at the Library Archives in Canada of downtown Ottawa. And also, there was another woman who came in 1972 who reported in the book Vampires, Dwarves, and Witches Among the Ontario... I'm going to butcher this, so I'm going to spell it. K-A-S-H-U-B-S by Jan Porowski. And you can actually buy a copy of it. I bought a copy of the Ottawa Library. I put the link up on our website. How could I not? For $11? Of course With a title like that? (laughs) So you can actually check it out. But these people said to him, you know, 
Something came in the night and drew blood from her arm. It was a vampire. It came from my daughter one night and took her marrow. She was weak and had all of her blood drawn out. That's a quote? That's a quote from one of the quote-unquote informants. Now, most people think, yeah, most people think that people are just kind of pulling their legs. So when this Jan woman came, I should probably refer to her as Miss Whatever, she was talking to people. And instead of seeing vampires live there, they told her all about the Polish and the K-A-S-H-U-B-S. I'm so sorry, I'm not going to, I cannot pronounce that properly without offending someone. Traditions. Mm-hmm. So now it's Polish? Yeah, Polish and Kashub's culture. kind of. They both kind of settled there. One thing I found really interesting is most people, cultures find when babies are born with the veil or yes. the, the cowl or whatever, yeah. they think it's like you're telepathic, you have a gift. But in this culture, they think you're going to be a vampire. So the folklore says you cut it off, you grind it up into a powder, and you save it, and you feed it to the cow. Snort it? On the, no, you, I guess so. <laughs> they didn't really mention that. Get, snort it. Some poor little Samuel, happy birthday. Snort so it There's away. a placenta. <laughs> but I'm not saying I'm not touching that okay. one. There's a lot of angry hippie esque mothers out there. I'm yeah. not gonna. Eat your placenta. No. But basically, they would feed this to the kid at seven, and then it wouldn't turn into a vampire. Okay, I think we talked yeah. about this like the Marcy Brown incident yeah. where um, they believe she was a, a vampire or yeah, she was like she a, said TB. And she had tuberculosis, and they end up taking her heart and grinding it up and made an elixir and gave it to her brother. And then the brother died And he, quicker. yes, his TB accelerated because you give somebody TB, TB, that's yeah, going to happen. And eating a heart that's been... If you guys get a chance, check out the Lore podcast oh, on Marianne. Yes. It was really good. Yes, that's yes, nothing. Yes. It could have been... Um, but they don't really talk about much. They're just saying, like, it was less examples of a vampire and more just... The history around it. I think it was really just these people, like, messing sounds, around with it, this American tourist. It sounds, it sounds less exotic. Right? <laughs> just, like, it's what just, you picture, you know, interview the vampire. You know, oh, like, yeah, no. <laughs> just, like, really, like, you know, very dramatic and just pasty pale yeah. white dudes who so, always have this feral look in their face. And glitter in the sunlight. That bothers me oh, so that's, much. But that's more of Twilight. That's, oh. As my young cousins got mad at me because I used to call it Twilight. <laughs> I know. I think if you grew up with the generation before Twilight and Vampires, you would... I see. That's the thing. I, I was the Anne Rice girl, right? That was the generation when Anne Rice came out to interview the vampire. Yeah. That was... Like, her her vampires had their own mental health. I, I, I'm just putting out there, that Edward, whatever the vampire dude is, he's creepy. He stares at her while she's sleeping. He's controlling, like... Vampires can control. Mm-hmm. Well, if you guys really like vampires, you guys should just read Bram Stoker's Dracula, the original, yeah. and Nosferatu. If you guys want to watch that one, that's an amazing vampire. That's film. a great one. Anyhow, I keep going off, but basically, most people think now the reason why this kind of exploded. So I've just pictured this guy coming up from the states trying to get information. <laughs> right? And these poor people just mess. Basi- well, because basically in 1973, Sandra Pareto, a reporter with the Canadian, went to Wilno and talked to a local priest. And this is a quote from him. The priest went on to say, that nonsense of driving nails. My impression is that he probably stuck a microphone under their noses and to get rid of him, they made up these tales. Oh, my gosh. And a lot of people think the reason it kind of continued to grow was a lot of kind of <laughs> cultural misunderstanding. Like, it was a very strong Catholic community, but they didn't have a lot of churches nearby so they would put crosses oh. on the front so you're driving by you see all these crosses That's you think weird. it's to ward off vampires and it was just no this is we are a catholic community this is what we do and on some special occasions they would actually gather at a crossroad not all the time but to satisfy their need to pray the settlers made large wooden crosses at intersections 
and this was a tradition that they borrowed from back home. On Sundays and holy days, pioneers in that area, close to each intersection, would gather there to celebrate their faith. So it wasn't like a normal everyday thing. It was just, you know, we don't have a church around. Let's all meet here, mm-hmm. celebrate our faith here. Mm-hmm. But if you weren't aware of that, and you heard this place had vampires, and you go driving down the street, and there's all these crosses out. Like, Legit. Yeah. Or I'd be like, wow, there's a lot of cocaine here in this small <laughs> town. In the 70s. I don't get it. It's the cross. What's the comp? I don't get the connection. No, I'm just saying, don't no, talk about the guys, like, people tripping out, probably, like, all oh. all high. In, I'm thinking the 70s, sorry. That's what I'm just like, I, I don't know. I have this, ima- like, image in my head, everybody in the 70s doing coke, even though I have no <laughs> idea why. My, not me, you know, the chops and just bell bottoms. And I think it's just from the, all the films I watched in the 70s, like the 70 base mm-hmm. kind of films. But yeah, can you imagine that? That just made yeah. it odd for this American coming up and to see. Yeah, basically annoying people into making up stories just to get rid of them. But the thing that gets me is that it, it stuck. Like, I remember hearing about this I've when I was a kid. No? Oh, I've never heard of that. That just goes to show you what a vampire geek I am. But it was fascinating <laughs> to me that this one little thing has grown into this huge mystery. Like, there's you. if you guys Google Will Know Vampires, you get pages and pages and pages okay. of this stuff. Um, if you do get, get a chance to check out the article I mentioned, definitely read it. There's a few other things about, you know, a creepy kind of epitaph on this one child's grave and rumors if you hear a certain uh, the church bell but no one else does, you will be next for the vampire. And also, useful tips if you think your young one might be a vampire on how to prevent it from happening. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. But one thing I found interesting, too, is they were saying if you think your loved one might be a vampire, one of the traditions was to scatter the sesame seeds around it because they'll have to count each one. And I always wondered where that came from. Okay. Now, that's interesting because there's a lot of folklore tales that talk about, like, Grandpa Stilskin and all that stuff, too. Like, same thing with him. Like, if you were to drop something, he would be obsessively... Counting and picking it up and counting it because he could not. And that's how you distract. And that's how a lot of his, quote-unquote, victims got away is that when they threw stuff down, he would have to stop to count and pick it up. Sorry, now I just have the images of people with their grandpa rice being like, ah! <laughs> and then, run! <laughs> like, they know, basalt is just, like, kind of doing the whole, like, scatter oh, some salt everywhere. I wonder, too, if that's not why the count on Sesame Street was the count. One, uh, 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 two, uh, uh. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't just a clever because, like, wordplay. Oh, because, it was a because also, uh, Vlad the Impaler... Was from Romania, and that yeah. was his Romanian accent. Yeah, which is a cool accent. I personally, it's actually Romanian cool. friend. And she's, uh, I think, it's a cool accent. So it's pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah, there's a couple other things that I'm sure will come back to my memory as we go on. Well, but it'd be interesting. So Beth and I are planning to do more road trips. By the mm-hmm. way, guys. So for 2019, we actually do have some goals and aspirations for Scarberia. We like to get. Uh, to do more field trips. And one of the field trips we would like to do is actually head to Ottawa yeah, and go that. hit the Ottawa jail and do the hostel there. It would be cool to Ooh. do a night there. Also a vampire story for another day to do with the Ottawa hotel. Oh. The hostel. Oh, there we go. There's three hotspots of vampires, not including the one I thought was down at the Bluffs, which ended up being my friend goofing off. But oh, <laughs> yes. But yeah, there's actually... I will be for another day, though. Um, I'll see if I can put up some links to some of the photos because it's just... When you see it, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, one of the other things I used to rumor to do, too, was to throw a fishing net in the coffin on top of the body so that it would be, like, trapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not lying. I'm sorry. That's what I, I thought of, ridiculous. too. Sesame seeds 
and fishnets. Oh. I mean, there's the usual ones too, you know, drive a long nail into its forehead or decapitate it and put its head between the feet so that uh-huh. it wouldn't be, you know, and removing then, the teeth. And then putting something between the mouth. Yeah. So pouring sand into the corpse's coffin will prevent the vampire from resurrecting for many years because he has to count all the grains of sand. Fishing net inside the coffin. Oh, sorry. It's to prevent him because he'll have to count all the knots. And apparently he cannot untie more than one knot annually. I don't know how they got that number or figured that out. Okay. If anybody knows any about the these like lores and the science, yeah. like the lore up behind this, please, please let us know because I'm totally intrigued now. The one other one that I found really interesting was that they would sometimes put a small cross underneath the corpse's tongue. Okay. Once again, there's no proof anyone ever did this and will know. This is just the legends that were, were okay. told. I will post, I already posted up the link to the article on the website, and I'll see if I can find some more stuff. And I'll also link you to the very popular young adult novel, Vampires in Ottawa by Eric Wilson. Okay. Cannot wait. <laughs> Mine is very short today, but it's... No. Uh, but that being said, Wilno is like a beautiful little town, if you guys get a chance to go check it out. It's pretty sweet. It's just, I think they're now taking the vampire thing kind of more in stride now that it's... If I were them, I would totally play on up on it and just like t-shirts and just like Salem, right? Like the witches. I would totally play it up. Why not? So, and I will save the vampire ghost of the Ottawa jail hostel for another day and also of Niagara vampire legend for another day. There we go. Well, I'm just thinking, sorry, I'm I'm just going back to about the vampire thing. It sounds like this vampire's got OCD. They always do though in most of the lore. That's the other thing. A lot of these like dwarves and fair folk and like they seem like really ocd set in their ways not mm-hmm. to make light of people have obsessive compulsive disorder yeah but they seem very like it yeah. has to be that way they can't and i just wonder what it is that i don't know but it'd be, it'd be interesting but i'm just thinking like i'm just picturing these like ocd vampires sorry no. <laughs> just like picture this ocd vampires like no. oh god again and sit and count one Two, three. Oh, shit, I lost count again. Right? Hold on. Keep- One, two. Stop talking to me. I'm trying to count the grains of sesame seeds around here. <laughs> stop eating them. Then <laughs> this bird comes around and stops It's like, stop, stop eating my sesame seeds. Just stop it. Oh, my but, gosh. Yeah, it's fast. Anyhow, well, those vampires are pretty. Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally meant. picturing, mm-hmm. because as we all know, this is Ontario, I'm picturing like these, like, I said 1970, so I, like I said, I'm picturing these guys in like, Wrangler jeans, the nice, like, old-fashioned Wrangler jeans, you know, the high one. Nice kind of fitted shirt to the guys, like, the chops. And the the puffy vest. Yeah, the puffy vest. Like, I'm picturing... In mustard yellow and brown. I'm picturing Matthew McConaughey (laughs) and Days of Confused (laughs) as a vampire. Hey, ladies. Yeah. What do you say? Was it famous? All right. All right, all right. right. Got my (laughs) cars, got my drinks, got my ladies. All right, all right, all right. So that's what I'm pictured right now, so. That's pretty funny, actually. Wow. Yeah, who knew? Our Northern Ontario, full of vampires. Ontario. Take that, all you little Twilight fans. Go up to Wilno. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sorry, just (laughs) totally did that Ross and Monica hand thing. Oh, yeah, I always wondered about that one. Vampires in Ontario. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue yes, for mine. Because you are going to the capital of vampirism. A, a va- exactly, where it's very um, accepted and yeah. very open. People. I think, like, the quote-unquote vampire community actually has, like, their president or whatever they call. Oh, they have, like, a re- yeah, and they have people who actually do. Like, there's a really good yeah. show on Netflix called uh, Dark Tourism. 
Oh. And he went down to New Orleans and couples get married and have this whole vampire. And they actually have a giver or whatever you want to call it. I, I don't know what you want to call them. Yeah. I call it a personal blood bank where they actually agree and they actually drink the blood from this individual. Okay, then. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you guys. I cannot stand the taste of my blood. I just like that whole arm. I'm like, Bleh. It just makes me gross. Like, every time I come in, I'm like, eh. Just like, I'm like, no, I don't like the taste of my blood, person. I just don't like that. So. And you know, I don't know. You know me in sanitary conditions. Exactly. So before we go, I'm just going to do a random Canadian fact. Yes. And this random Canadian fact, it's actually a very small one. I was trying to find uh, a fun one. But, um, so this one is just a small one kind of ties my story. So like I said, talk about um, Andrew Jackson. Now, you may or may not know who Andrew Jackson was. He was a president of the United States. He was a general before he did that. Now, Canada has been invaded twice by the Americans, both in 1775 mm-hmm. and 1812. So I just want to put it out there. So that's a little random Canadian fact. Or as you Americans know it, you attack the British in Upper Canada. Yeah. Well, but funny you still say, say Canada. Yeah. So funny you say that. So I'm going to give the history, a little bit of history, how the Canadian and Andrew Jackson connection here. Ooh. We're going to, yeah, we're going to have a little history like lesson it. here. So, the War of 1812 was a conflict through the North American between the United States and the Greater Britain, or, as we know, as Canada. So, thank you very much. From the year of 1812 to 1815, so this big battle, which we know, so we talked about this in Niagara yeah. the Lake when we went to the Angel Inn that was at Upper Canada, and that was basically decimated by the Americans that came and invaded and destroyed wow. all the buildings and, not, and burned them. The British text... And the War of 1812 is something known as a British-American War. So if you actually go into look in the British text, like in the historical books and stuff like that, it's kind of like they know this as the British War. It's called the British-American War because Canada wasn't established yet. Mm-hmm. So it's called the British-American War. And it was distinguished from the current British involvement with the Napoleonic Wars. So the Napoleonic Wars was invasion in Russia and also in 1812. So a lot of people don't know that. There's two wars that Britain was fighting, right? Yeah. The Napoleonic War and here in North America. So it's also sometimes referred to as the War of 1812. So there's a little confusion there. So there's two wars of 1812s. We had the North American one and the Napoleonic Wars in Russia. So those, the United States was officially at war with Great Britain. It was actually not. They were actually in war with the Canadians because about... 95% of the militia were Canadians. And that was made up additionally as Canadians and First Nations that fought in the war. So it was predominantly a lot of firstborn Canadians that had been in Canada for, you know, were born in Canada, even though Canada was established as a country, but it was still a Canadian soil. It was still a Canadian, you know, it was a, a Commonwealth country. It was also, like I said, and they fought, and a lot of the First Nations fought with the Canadians. Yeah, they don't get enough credit for and that a lot Exactly, but that's a different story, and we don't that's want to get into other, that. That's a whole that's other a issue. Podcast. Yeah. So although the War of 1812 ended, and is stalemate, and is often, is mostly a reminder of the war that had many effects of the futures of those involved, the war created a greater sense of nationalism in Canada and the United States. It produced a national anthem, two future presidents for the United States, and perhaps the most consequently, the war marked the end of the European alliances and the First Nations in the United States. And a lot of people call the American Indians First Nations. Yeah. I call them First Nations, personally. Yeah. I, I slip up every now and then and turn and use Aboriginal, which I believe is not, not appropriate correct. Yeah, well, we have, we have called Aboriginal Studies, but it's not really... I was told by a lady of the Cree, uh, she told me that Aboriginal... Uh, now, I could be incorrect, but this is what I was told by a lady who is First Nations, that she said the term Aboriginal means to be abnormal, 
And that's where the, the root word is that, from? Oh, I can see that, yeah. Because well, if you, you think about this, the word, yeah. If you look at the word normal. and then what happened in 60s Scoop and what happened with the First Nations, yeah. that's a different story. So that's why they they use these terms First Nations okay. because they're take, they're claiming that name, right? Yeah. So that's why. So I, I'm very cautious and very yeah. aware of how I address and so like and i will also try to do that i apologize in advance if i screw up but please no yeah exactly exactly sorry i'm taking you off of me no 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 it's okay and it happens so that is a little uh brief history of war of 1812 in canada and the american involvement so now you're saying well how does that have to do with andrew jackson well i will get into that in a bit because he was actually a general during the war of 1812 that's right and he was one of the guys that was a force for that and we know again so, if you guys do know about Andrew Jackson, he wasn't the nicest guy. He wasn't didn't have the terms like the nicest reputation. <laughs> so, I'm not getting into that because I don't want to offend anybody who may be a Andrew a Jackson exactly loyalist and who's like a big fan of his. He was a general during the War and then later became a president. So, that's what I'm going to leave it at. That is fair. So now I'm going to give you a little history of New Orleans and what makes it like this. Epicenter of I was say beacon of terror. A beacon of well, a beacon of not terror, but just 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 like this this mecca of paranormal. Yeah, it's like, and we talked about this in past podcasts, saying that you know tragedies and uh, devastations, like natural disasters, is basically a perfect combination to create this recipe yeah. for paranormal. So I'm going to tell you really fast. So in New Orleans, they were uh, New Orleans in the 18th century was. The pit of disease, death, and oftentimes destitution. Many people died during the yellow fever epidemics and that ravaged the city almost every summer. So almost every year, a plague of the yellow fever came through. Child mortality was high and adults who survived will basically be yeah. left to almost like nothing. Because to come so back much. from something that devastating, because if it takes out people, yeah, can imagine. Yeah, oh, brutal. If you did survive an epidemic of like yellow fever, you were destined to do something else because also you probably got to get out of there. Yeah. Men between ages of 15 to 40 were even more susceptible to the grips of the yellow fever. And I, I guess because, again, if you think about how the 1700s are like yeah. how uh, mortality rates were really. Yeah. And they would be coming into the city more, working in close quarters more. Uh, we know sanitary conditions, conditions were probably the best. You're stuck on a ship with someone for three weeks at a time. Exactly, right? And so, again, sanitary, you know, you're just thinking about cholera. You're just thinking about all these issues, like just yeah. like the water contamination, just everything. So it's just, it's like this perfect storm, storm. of creating this disease. And I, I can see that why every year come through, right? Yeah. So, ironically, even though a person managed to survive about of yellow fever included, but not limited to the high fevers and all that stuff, these people were just, like I said, they will survive it, and then just to get hit with another plague of something else. Mm-hmm. So uh, they they call it to almost like a Russian roulette for those a thousand people, which it plagued every summer. So again, you may have got it, and I didn't. Yeah. So New Orleans was known for disease, and it wiped out majority of the people, especially the children. New Orleans was also had many fires and storms. They had two great storms, or sorry, two great fires rather. One on March 21st in 1788, which destroyed about 856 out of 1,100 buildings. Wow. So that's a quite devastating yeah, that's... fire to, you know, abolish and just eliminate nearly. And so, again, you're thinking about this, like, 1780. This is a fairly new city established, you know, 
again, think about the structures. Everything's probably mostly wood. Yeah. Everything's very fragile, and it's not yeah. how we build houses now. And then I think I said, yeah, so like there's like, if, I'm going to probably post oh. on the map about yeah. where the fires, how it spread. So they said a, like it went from a certain place, like from Burgundy, which I call it Burgundy, but I got school. They call it Burgundy to Charles Street. I think that works if you have the act. Burgundy. Burgundy. Well, it doesn't quite work when you got the Canadian and accent. And do you know how I feel about the Southern accent? Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> you put a boy with a Southern accent or a Scottish accent, I'm done. Or Gambit from X-Men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just, Not the poor Taylor Kitsch version. Yeah. Also, randomly, I just Googled because I was like, what is yellow fever? I always hear the term. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's the sickness that's transmitted mostly by mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. And it includes fever, headache, jaundice, muscle pain, nausea, Diary. vomiting, fatigue, all this stuff. So if you guys were like All me, the fun stuff. And you didn't know what it was. There we go. There you go. So basically, yeah, and that's why they said every summer, if you think about it. Well, New Orleans well, does so get... swamp, too. And there's so much swamp. Exactly, right? It's a swamp area. And exactly, a lot of the buildings were built on swamps. Like, a lot of the buildings and houses were built on swamp because it was a swamp land. Sorry, I didn't mean to interject. I just, I was no. curious what it was because you don't... No, no, no. I'm glad you... No, that's good. So, like, yeah. So, yellow paper was not fun to get. So, Burgundy. So, Burgundy. So, almost Mississippi River from the front building. So, all, like I said, if you look at the map of... If you can actually probably try to pull up the map of... I'm sure we can find it. Of New Orleans in the 1700s and 1780, the fire. I'm and you can actually it see up. it. Yeah. Wow. You can see it. This is that. And then on December 8th, uh, 1794, another fire came and swept through. So that fire, the second fire consumed the city, including all the fine structures, including the boarding school, which Andrew Jackson sits itself. Oh. So again, two great fires, disease. Interesting. Right? Yeah. And then on August 19th, 1812, a great storm swept away all the way brand new buildings in the French Quarter Market buildings. And another storm in 1915 just damages the St. Louis Cathedral. Then we had, again, Katrina. Yeah. Which was another devastating hurricane, which if you ever got bent to New Orleans, you can actually see the lines of where it happened and where the uh, retaining wall, basically how it worked. Yeah. It's a broken broke. retaining wall. And so um, it was, you know, a lot of devastation, a lot of death, fire, destruction. That, again, is a perfect recipe to create hauntings, right? So if you think about it, if it's going to be haunted, it's going to be somewhere of New Orleans because all the devastation and death. Now. Andrew Jackson, before it became the Andrew Jackson Hotel, it actually had, it was a boarding school. Yeah. And it was a school for the boys. Apparently, the first building during the fire of um, 1794 burnt it down. And then from there, they built a courthouse. Interesting. Yeah. So almost immediately after the boarding school was reportedly burnt down to the ground, the site of the Andrew Jackson Hotel became the first old federal courthouse in New Orleans. Wow. So... This is, I got this quote from the Ghost City Tours, which are a bunch of great guys. They actually run a bunch of ghost tours in the city. So if I do recommend if you guys do go go through them. So this is a great article I got from them. Um, they said that to all the Jackson fans out there, known the federal, it was known that the federal courthouse was located where General Jackson was indicated for contempt of court and was charged for obstruction of justice because he refused to answer the interrogation questions. So, I love people like that. It's like, I'm just not going to talk. I'm not going to talk. Even though I'm a general, and I have the, you know, the duty, and I have the obligation to do this, I is not going to talk. 
This makes me think of my kids who are like, why did you do that? And they just look at you. Mm-hmm. And then I also giggled because you said duty and I'm a five-year-old boy. Duty. Ha, ha, ha. So, like I said, it was a boarding house. got burnt down. Probably the first one was probably destroyed. Probably partially destroyed maybe by the, the storm, the hurricane. Yeah. And then the fire finally took it away. And then they built this courthouse. Oh, my gosh. So now I'm going to talk about the ghosts at the Andrew Jackson Hotel, shall we? Let's so do it. I'm going to tell you really fast. So when Chris and I actually got to stay at the Andrew Jackson Hotel so for our trip, it was amazing. Like I said, I am, as Beth knows, she laughs because if somebody said that building's haunted, I will go towards it. Beth is going the opposite direction. Yep. So I said, done. This place <laughs> is haunted. It's got history. Done. Now, I just want to make sure that people know that Andrew Jackson did not live there. It was a courthouse. He was basically held there, and he was under for contempt. But um, besides that, he did not live there. Maybe he had a short little stint at the courthouse. Who knows? Maybe a day or two he was kept. Who knows? So I'm going to now talk about the ghost of Andrew Jackson. So apparently there are five ghosts of the children who perished at at the hotel. So the five boys. So again, it was a schoolhouse. In a house for the boys. So now I heard different things. It was a schoolhouse. It was basically like a boarding school, but a boarding school for either boys who had families of elsewhere or mm-hmm. who were orphans. It could have been back all in the day above, of all yeah. above. That's what I'm thinking, right? So it could have been a little bit of, of each. Yeah. So these five boys who perished in the fire are apparently still hanging around at the hotel. Yeah, a kid goes freaking me out. Yeah. I don't, mm. So these ghosts of the young boys are heard playing in the courtyard in the middle of the night. Now, we actually stayed where we say we stayed in the middle on the ground floor. Okay. Our room faced the courtyard. <gasps> Did you hear anything? I didn't hear anything, but ironically enough, they have a cat named AJ. <laughs> of course they do. And he was the cutest thing. And he would actually come in and you're like, you like play, you know, Aww. hit our door because he wanted to come in. Yeah. It's like I swear, like cats know, like I'm like, of course, because I love cats. I'm wearing a cat sweater as we're recording this. We I'm love, wearing this like we do love cats. It is this garish, awesome. Golden Girls kind of it cat is, sweater. I feel like we should almost take a picture of your sweater after and post it. Yeah. Just so people can see it the is, It is an awesome sweater. I love the sweater. So, yeah. So, we did, AJ did come visit us, but no ghosts. But apparently, at the Andrew Jackson, there are three rooms that are notoriously haunted and are frequent by ghosts. Before I get into that, this is what some of things have people reported. Okay. This is from, again, Ghost City Tours. They're the ones who did this investigation mm-hmm. and they found a lot of the history. I inquired if they had a ghost log at the hotel, but they didn't have one. No? No. Interesting. Which is kind of like a bummer, because I'm like, really? They should totally have one. I said, guys should totally have one. So I'm hoping that if you guys are listening, if you do happen to hear this, anybody from the Andrew Jackson does listen, do get yourself a ghost log. Because as we know, people... They eat that up with they, the spoon. Not only that, but people will go anywhere. Like, if you say it's haunted, people are yeah. going to go to it. Well, that's the whole big thing. Like, I think it, the change really started, like, what, like, well, like, 10, 15 years ago? Well, and now, Ghost like, Adventures. Par- yeah, Ghost Adventures and, like... Ghost Face Oh, is it? Oh, I still want to do that, Brandy. Oh, or, like, Paranormal State and all those yes, shows? Yes, yes. I think that was kind of the turning point with creepy culture as i call also, it also i still people give me weird looks like you're into that kind of stuff i'm like yes i've had and i always will be so yeah i just uh, anyhow i'm t- i'm digressing here yeah, sorry but, we'll get back, we'll get back to that. but it's uh interesting that they didn't have a ghost log yeah but is. they did get information and this is where i got from them so they said people apparently here i'll uh, wake up in the middle of the night from the sleep because they shut up their tv 
only to be woken up by the static of the TV. Oh, that's creepy because there's nothing creepier than that static sound. But I'm not too sure if that's also a timer of the TV, right? Because sometimes you have those timers on the converter and you can actually... That's true too. Right? So that one I'm not too sure. And power surges can turn on TVs. Exactly, right? But so, okay, that's regardless, that's still pretty chilly and still kind of scary. Now, this one, so this person that complained about it said that when they woke up, and then they said they seated before the TV on the ground was a ghostly apparition of a young boy. The guests realized, and the horse shut out and shout, the apparition vanished immediately. So, again, mm-hmm. this person got woken up by the static of the TV, went to get the controller, and just to see a ghostly apparition standing of a child at the end of the bed. Nope. So, the TV, I, I can see me denounce in a way. Yeah. Like, I can but, see that. Okay, I don't, maybe it's just me, because my eyes... I wear glasses. I have a lot of floaty sinkies. But, like, I can see, like, sometimes if I'm looking at something that's, like, a bright screen yeah. for a few minutes and then I look over, it's very easy to have a shadow cast in a weird shape. Yeah, but I don't know. Just, like, an apparition, like, to see something. Like, I'm thinking, as I'm reading this, I'm thinking of the hermitage, the shadow figure that I saw. I still think that could be some creepy person just being like, ooh. Oh, I don't know, man. Because no, that was not. I don't see things, thank goodness. So. So the manager of the Andrew Jackson informed the local paranormal team, like I said, they that the ghost of a children who perished in the fire are not, they're not really stuck in one area of the hotel. Let's okay. just say. Oh, they like to They roam. like to roam and saunter. I'd like Ooh, to, they, they like to the saunter, saunter around. So the three rooms, they're apparently haunted and are things being heard and seen are room 208, 107, and 109. Wow. And even within the courtyard space as well. So, again, that's where I said when we opened the, our door, yeah. open right to the courtyard. So, apparently, children are known to be around there. So, here's another um, incident from a guest that said, that after spending a night, a guest approached the front desk to explain that she had heard what interpreted like cereal being poured onto the ground. <laughs> Sorry. And then unmistakable noise of a childlike giggling. I just and you know you automatically go to Cheerios because that's yeah the that's of exactly what I'm thinking like Cheerios like I don't know like I think children and cereal synonymous like they go together oh, and like I just think I when I babysit my friends kids I see my friends they always smell like Cheerios oh my <laughs> just, it's so true right so true. you pick up a look at the else because what's yeah. the easiest food Cheerios. to get into because it fits in their little fingers and they like to put in their fingers so yeah it's true and it's not too messy or anything. Well, apparently it is because this ghost is being a little asshole and pouring cereal on the ground. <laughs> That's worse of this kid being like, like just looking at her, just pouring the cereal right. like that. It's like stepping on Lego. Worst thing oh, ever. Oh, that's bad. Right? Like crunchy little Cheerios underneath your feet. Lego. Such a waste of delicious food. Such a little asshole. <laughs> Sorry. So mm. apparently she told that she had no idea where it caused a cereal noise to be poured from. <laughs> Did anyone find any cereal? I don't know. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that there was cereal found. It just sounded like it sounded like cereal being poured onto the ground, followed by a child giggle, which we know children giggles can be freaky. Yeah. If you are a teacher and it's during the day at recess, one of the most wonderful sounds in the world. If you don't have kids in your house and you hear a kid giggle at night, mm -mm. I saw the funniest cartoon where. You see this gentleman, like this, this guy walking up the stairs and down this hall, 
is a room and you hear dad it goes like dad come in there's a ghost on our bed and the guy the bubble over his head is like i don't have any kids oh gosh (laughs) that's terrifying so that's what i'm thinking i start to laugh when i read that i'm like what so here's a little bit more so i'm going to talk briefly yeah sorry and and you know my theory i don't know really know about ghosts being children i don't think that's it well okay so i don't know where i i sit on this like Beth and I believe that, and then I think a lot of people believe that too, like especially people yeah. in the paranormal believe that, you know, no God would allow a child to be left on earth alone. Right? I don't, I can't see that being a thing. So, who knows? So, I'm going to talk about room yes. 208 Ooh. and the ghost who happens to frequent there. So, apparently there's a ghost, uh, his name is Armand. Of course it's Armand. So, various tales have been spun about Armand, which reflect upon the young boy's rather horrific death. So, one account talks about he was thrown from the second floor balcony. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Now, which is very sad. Another account says Armand committed suicide, launching himself off the balcony to his own death in the streets below. Now, it doesn't say how old Armand is. Okay. But I'm thinking, if he was a child, I don't know. I, I'm like, Yeah, it's hard to... Because, like... Like, what do you consider a child? What is the age? Third, like, like, a child 13, A child 16? is still a child until... Legally 19, 18? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Until you become an adult. I'm sorry, but until you're 20? But you're getting hitched at 18 back You're still then. a teen and 19. So to me, you're still a child. I'm sorry. I think sorry. it's probably much younger, though, back in the day. Probably, but again, expectations of life, expectations for kids were probably yeah. a lot... Oh, yeah. ...lower then, right? Because they're yeah. not, like, now we're... Child mortality is like less now than it was back in the day. Yeah. So, despite the confusion on just how poor Amon died, his spirit has never left the Andrew Jackson. <laughs> and the room two hundred eight seems to be his preferred haunting spot. So that's where he likes to frequent. So, Armand's spirit has been known to wake guests from their sleep with his childish and ghostly giggles and laughter. See, oh. see that to me just freaks me out. Yeah, that's not right. I'm sorry. If you're sleeping in the middle of the night and you hear a child giggling and laughing in the dark, like at 2 o'clock in the morning, hell no. Yeah, that's not right. I'll be, like, screaming, even though I like going to haunted places. I still be screaming, because especially in the middle of the night when you're sleeping, you're not anticipating yeah, you waiting for that. you don't want that. You don't want that. That is terrifying, that's personally. That's not, not right. So he does that. Another one that apparently he does is that in um, other times, people staying at two, uh, room 2A have... Uh, actually been shoved out of the bed oh, from unseen and probably paranormal forces. Like Now, <laughs> were they shoved out of the bed or did they just roll over, fall on the floor so loud someone came to check on them and they were like, no. And they're really drunk? Because no, it is New Orleans after all, right? So is it probably thinking like, dude, man, I totally got pushed out of the bed by a ghost. <laughs> uh, actually, no, you rolled off the bed. Oh, yeah. Just, My bad. Just saying. Just saying. Okay, now this one freaks me out. Now, people don't know me. And people do know me. I don't like the exposure of feet, so that's why if I'm watching TV or if I'm watching, I have to have my feet tucked in. I just don't like my feet dangling Maybe. down because I'm scared of things grabbing underneath the couch. I've always been like that since I was a kid. Like things, especially under the bed, like things. Gra- there's so many movies. That's that true. Have there's a lot. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Uh, there's so many gremlins, like and everything if, that creatures, like yeah. Chucky, like everything under your bed. Under your bed is where the ghosts are going to be with, like and get you. I'm sorry. 
So this one freaked me out because <laughs> now I just have images of like this ghost underneath my bed with all the dust like sneezing and like having a bunch of reactions. <laughs> Sorry, please keep going. Taking Sorry. allergy pills. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dust bunny ghost and oh man, that'd be awesome. But this one freaked me out because apparently people said that when they're sleeping, they felt the covers being tugged down as a cold caress skims their Ooh. exposed flesh and the chill sweeps over their bodies. Oh. Like, so like people like, 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 you know, like when you feel something yeah. touching you, that freaks me out. So I don't know about you guys, yeah, but I don't like to be touched while I'm sleeping. And again, I'm one of those people, I have well, my especially feet. not if you're by yourself. <laughs> exactly. Ex- oh, and more so. Like, I don't like my feet to be exposed. While I'm sleeping, they have to be tucked in the bed nicely. Like, I cannot have my yeah. feet dangling out. They have to be covered up because I do not like my feet to be touched. Interesting. So, and something, oh my gosh. So, I'm reading this. Like, you understand? I was getting like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, I've been to uh, the Trans Alleghenian Institution. I've been to, like, inside the freezer where they kept the bodies. Like, like yeah. we actually, I did that. Like, I stayed, like, I actually went into that. Wow. That does not freak me out. But this... That actually freaks yeah. you out. This freaks me out. Because I just... Oh, my gosh. I don't that's, like it. I don't like I don't like it. I learned something new about you every day. Oh. So, after staying in room 208, many yeah. guests have actually climbed down the stairs to the front desk, and they've actually hoped to switch rooms. So, this is like people have actually gone there probably for a, yeah. a day or two, and they said they just want to leave the front desk. They asked why they want to switch, and they said... Because they said they feel like people are watching them. Okay, that's the eerie creepy. sense of eyes watching you within the room. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's New Orleans. There could be somebody watching you and you not realize, like those photos. With the eyes <gasps> oh, the eyes, yes. <laughs> not there, hopefully. Oh, God. Or someone's like filming. Sorry, I go to dark places. Yeah, and especially I went there. So thanks, Beth. Sorry. I think you're good. You're good. You weren't in that mm-hmm. room. You weren't in the creepy watching room. Mm hmm. Whatever. You were in the room beside it, weren't you? Yes, I was. You were the one watching, weren't you? And hearing. And listening. Oh, no. <laughs> By the look Grace is making, something happened. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, that's good. We're good. Let's just say a couple was having fun. Oh, no. And they had a lot of fun. No. Twice a day. Oh, so no. So that's all I got to say, so. But uh, I say, maybe it was her honeymoon. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so, like, just kudos for them. I'm not going to get in no, there. No, we're going to move because the I think, scariest yeah. part of it all. So, apparently... There's also a ghostly caretaker. This ghost is totally up our alley. This one reminds me of the Donnelly family. Because apparently this ghost likes to go around and tidy up. She was the housekeeper. (laughs) She was a housekeeper. (laughs) What is with all these ghosts that have like a compulsion to clean? Like I've never. I always picture them like touching things, moving things. And like how many ones have we found that clean? That would be my my luck, the ghost that's going to haunt me is going to be the dickhead ghost, like the cat. Like my cat <laughs> that likes to off. knock things off because they're assholes. <laughs> that's why. So you talk about the child oh. ghost knocking cereal, my ghost is going to be doing that. That's Not only that, funny. it's going to be like rice. And then <laughs> I don't have kids. Some freaking hell, I'm going to have Legos hanging out in my house. Like It's going to manifest in my house because my ghost is going to be a dick. I guarantee you. No, this ghost, apparently, she likes to go around. At some point, like I said, there was a caretaker there, like a housekeeper yeah. that lived there at one point. Because, again, it's so old. Um, who knows that maybe she belonged to, during the fire. Maybe, maybe she... Yeah, you never know. But she's apparently no to strain towels, fluff pillows, and reset the <laughs> furniture arrangements to her particular liking. So she talking about like this girl sounds like she's got like OCD as well, like the vampires, like where oh you gosh. cannot move furniture or it has to be to her liking. 
This is what I want to get to. You're strong enough you can move furniture, but you're not strong enough to be like, dear guest, I am a ghost writing you a note, like, ghost writer. Like, <laughs> just, like, like, stop moving the furniture. It does not belong there. Like, is it just me? Like, if you can move furniture, you should be able to pull a ghost writer and write a note to let people know what's happening. It's a 17. Maybe they're literate. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so, again, we have the ghosts of the five children, Armand, this ghostly caretaker, and Osley, apparently, the ghost of Andrew Jackson is known to haunt the hotel as well. Interesting. So they said they actually, guests have reported seeing the general's actual apparition parading about the hotel, especially wow. on the second floor of the hotel. Andrew Jackson's a pretty notable historical figure in the exactly. States. Exactly. So, and he's, like, predominantly, like, it's a white dude. And he's, like, you know, very distinguished face. You know, he's a Scottish background, so he's got that very distinguished face, too. So, if he had a reputation for who he was, I'm pretty sure he would make himself known. Like, you know, just, he's quite distinguishable. So. (laughs) Someone doesn't recognize him. He's so pissed (laughs) off. What do you mean you don't know who I am? Uh, Sorry. And then takes off a glove and slaps him in the face. How dare you? How dare you insult me? Do you know who mm-hmm. knows? And imagine you find out if you're Canadian. Oh, man. It'd be interesting to find out. So, that being said, oh, yeah. when we were there at the hotel, I never got a sense of it feeling haunted. or Really? I did. Like, it is a cool building. Mind you, we were there, like, only nighttime to really, you know, to sleep, yeah. to change. So it's not like I spent a lot of time there. That being said, I would love, love to go back. So, See, that is part so- of our... Our yeah. 2019 goal is actually yeah, Beth and I, I to go down there. Well, the fact that you didn't find it. But mind you, no, no. But again, mm. we went there. Like, at nighttime is a different story. Like I said, the hotel itself did not feel creepy. Okay. But knowing that anticipation of, like, did I know? Yes, I did obviously know yeah. it was haunted. Was I anticipating something happened? I was open to it. I was kind of hoping something would happen. Yeah. But nothing really did. But I also think it was probably very busy. The time of year, That's so maybe it's like a like a lot of maybe. people there. So I would like to go in a more of an off season where it's less people, less noise, and just to really sit there and like go to these three rooms. I would love to spend a night in each of these like those three rooms. That would be interesting and to see what you get there. Yeah, just to compare, right? Just and to also see. too, like people talk about you know like they see things, but also too, I like to know what the feeling is. Like you said, people yeah, talk about the... the feeling of sense of being watched, but also the temperature drops too, right? Because it's near Orleans, it's hot. Yeah. Like when we were there in December, it was pretty warm. It was 30, right? And so I would like to know the temperature fluctuations, like to see how cold it can get to certain points. Points, yeah. Uh, and before I actually, so that is, yeah, that's the Andrew Jackson Hotel. That's interesting. So, but before we go, and before I let everybody go, so there's a cool little interesting connection. Not really, I know Beth said this last week, it's not the Bell Witch. <laughs> but it reminded me of the poultry guys because the similarities of the poultry guys at Beth talked about the balloon the balloon mysteries to the bell witch is very similar because if you guys know the history of the bell witch there's you know she's a witch and she was known for you know apparently they they had shot something See, you say it's similar but not the really the focus was more on the poltergeist and not so much on the old lady though yeah that's exactly so that's exactly where i'm coming from so because the story it reminded me a bit of the bell witch a mm-hmm. bit because the similarities are like you know the goose and like like a person like Somebody walking around getting shot, you know. So apparently that happened to Bell Witch that they shot at something and the next day they found her limping, like 
because God forbid the woman in her 80s has a limp. I know. They also talked a lot about that during the uh, witch trials, too, of how they knew. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting literature coming out right now. And it's um, saying how a lot of the witch trials were blown yes, way, way out, out of proportion. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've been reading a few of those, too, because they take... And we know, basically, the witch trials were just a... Basically, manhunt for anybody for land. Yeah. And that's basically so what it was. And if you're a female with land... Shut up, and, shut like, up if, when, someone who annoys you. Beth, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me... Beth's a witch! Beth's a witch! <laughs> I don't know. After some of the stuff that goes up on my Instagram, I'm sure some of my family's wondering now. Are you really that Catholic? I know. So before I end our story, I'm going to talk about, uh, I thought it was a little fun tidbit between Andrew Jackson and the oh, Bell please, Witch. yeah. So in 1819, Andrew Jackson, he was known then as General Andrew Jackson, paid a visit to the Bell Homestead. The three eldest Bell sons had served under Andrew Jackson during the Battle of New Orleans and had this, heard the stories of the Bell Witch. So the infamous Bell Witch, Ooh. this at this point has gone through like the southern states. Yeah. Everybody knew about this. The Jackson had a horse-drawn wagon and several men with him. As they approached the farm, now this is coming from uh, Mental Floss. This is a great, basically a little snip of the book. And they basically explained the connection. So as they approached the farm, the wagon stopped and the horses could not pull from its position. After trying to get the wagon to go in for some time, mm-hmm. Andrew Jackson exclaimed, By the internal boys, it is the witch. And then a female voice was heard saying, All right, General, let the it goes, I'll let the wagon move on. I will see you again tonight. And the horse was able to move again, and Jackson and had planned to stay there for a week. But the group had experienced more than the witch's attacks that night, and basically Andrew Jackson left with his the boys the next day. Him and his entourage fled and left <laughs> the Bell family after being basically attacked by the Bell Witch. I don't know if, again, this is true. This is hearsay. Yeah. And I like to go more into the archives. I do have a book on... I'm just picturing, like, very Norman Bates. Like, because it was the sons of the Bell Witch, right? No, not the Bell Witch. The oh, Bell family. The Bell family. The Bell family. The Bell family were the ones who lived on the homestead, like, and there was a land oh. dispute fight between the witch and the Bell oh, family, okay. and that's what's called the Bell witch, okay? Because apparently she lived so in the cave. It's not as Norman Beatty's as I thought. No, it was. Okay. no, 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 no. Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no. So apparently, because all the accounts exist of this event, but does not appear in any of the Jackson's personal writing. So that's what's going to say. I have one of Andrew Jackson's books that was given to mm-hmm. me, and I was in research, but I couldn't find really anything on it. So I need to really scroll okay, more. So this apparently account did ha- happen, yeah. but he never actually talked about it because maybe he was afraid to look like yeah. he was insane or he didn't believe in it. He thought it was probably a hoax. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So that's that is Andrew Jackson Hotel. Though. And the somehow Canadian connection is the War of 1812. Right on. And for those who don't know that uh, the, why the White House is painted white, it's because we went down and burnt it. Continuing the good old Canadian tradition of getting... Uh, burning burning things. things, yes. Again, it's <laughs> burning things and... What else are we known for? Getting drunk and burning things. Yeah, getting drunk and burning things. That stuff. Random Canadian fact I just learned. You might have said this before. We eat more macaroni and cheese than any other country in the world, Mm -hmm. which explains a lot. Now, I don't know if you heard this, but apparently another weird Canadian fact, I'm not too sure if I covered this before, but just because of the hotel and because what happened, apparently it's legal, prostitution is legal, but you just can't buy it. Yeah, I heard that somewhere. The prostitution laws in Canada are very... 
iffy, and I kind of laugh at it. Yeah, they kind of favor. Is it, is it that you can't you can sell it, but someone can't, can't buy, buy it? it? Yeah, you can sell it, but you can't buy it. And yet, it's still always the ones selling it who get in trouble, and not the ones buying it. Exactly. That's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. We should so, have a different podcast I know. just for a feminist rant. I know. <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to go into feminist rant here, which we're not. Um, so, yeah. So, the Andrew Jackson really is interesting. amazing hotel. I kind of just, I, love, I don't mean to make light of this kid, but the fact that he's from New Orleans and named Armand. Armand, I know. I'm picturing like a little Gomez, like a little mustache. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> picturing. A vampire. I just found out that your army hammer is actually named Armand. And I'm like, of course he is. <sighs> of course he is. Armand. Armand. Yeah, he looks like an Armand. So I don't know. So um, yeah, I do recommend staying at the Andrew Jackson. It is a cool place. So much history. Actually, it's pretty cool. Before I go, um, when we got into the hotel, we actually got this cool scroll, and it actually gives you the New Orleans and the history of the Andrew Jackson Hotel. And you get this little, this cool old scroll. It looks very vintage. That's so cool. So everybody, when they get to the hotel gets one of these at the scroll on their bed that's so cool so yeah so it's the details and it's everything about this place is super awesome so that is really cool we're putting it out there so the yeah. owners of the andrew jackson if you are listening Hi. beth and i would love to come down we'll we be, would love to yeah. do an investigation stay in the rooms we'll be super respectful well we are respectful we'll clamp our, our cheerios we will we will keep our cheerios outside of the building yeah i don't like cheerios but whatever i know i don't know that was a thing I didn't like Cheerios because yes. they just smell. They just <laughs> smell. Sorry. Smell. And I'm going off in a rant again. So, yes, um, yeah, Andrew right. Jackson, do stay. We're hoping to get down there. So, like we said, it's 2019. We have so many good things happening. Yes, it's going to be a great year it for It's going to be, like I said, this is episode 10. We're going to try to ramp up. We're going to put yeah. more content out there. So, please, please, please do like and review us, people. Yes. And if you have any local creepy things from your neck of the woods that you want us to indulge, Yes. Give us an email or a Facebook or any of the social media. Tweet us. You can Instagram us. You can Facebook us. And you can email us at scaria at Mm gmail.com. Like, we are always looking. We're always open. So, like I said, 2019, more shows coming out. We're actually going to be having a lot more interviews, which I'm excited. I'm so excited We're going to be having some local paranormal groups coming on. We actually have one in a few weeks. We have the Paranormal spiritual seekers coming out which Ooh. they're a bunch of awesome ladies who have been to different parts around the state and they actually have a YouTube channel but we're going to have them on so we're going to actually have an interview with those ladies so we're super excited about having them on that's going to be awesome mm-hmm. so yeah cool. a lot of fun things happening more road trips yes ma'am. and more sorry field trips field trips oh, it's a road trip. field trip same thing yeah same thing same thing and yeah guys so please like yeah. I said like review us Think about coming to Patreon. Yes, please. Every dollar does help to bring more content and more cheerios for Beth and <laughs> so <true>. ruffle chips, <gasps> bougie chips for me. <laughs> Just laughing because it's so true. I do travel with a snack on me constantly. She does. I do. She does, people. Legit. Um, Anyhow, so thank you for listening, yeah, guys. Thank you. This And thank you. That was awesome. All about the I know. It was a little bit long, but no, it was fun. fascinating. Yes. So. Have a good one, guys. Keep spooky. And we will see you guys in about a week or two. Bye.